Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press Republicans Press Pass Podcast. I'm Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio. I'm here with our night editor, Ben Rowe. This is our 80th version of the Press Pass Podcast, a product of the Press Republican here in Plattsburgh, New York, Clinton County in northern New York of the great empire state. Um, it's a new year, 2023. Ben, happy new year. Happy New Year. How are we doing in 2023 so far, Joe? So far, so good. We yes. have a um, big event going on that just started, uh, well, technically today, or yesterday, actually, in Lake Placid. The FISU um, World University Winter um, Athletic Games. Um, big competition. Um I think there's like 80 countries represented, like between two and 3,000 athletes and all kinds of sports going on. It's a, a big, big deal for the region and uh, for Lake Placid, obviously. So that's quite exciting. So now non-sports question, or non-sports person question. What's the difference between this and the Empire State Games? The Empire State Games is an amateur competition for only athletes in the Empire State, New York State. Right. Um, I thought so, but yeah, and there's there's fewer sports, um, fewer fewer athletes. Still it's cool, just for New York State athletes. Yes, the Empire State Games they've been around since the late mid to late seventies. They were mm-hmm. modeled after the Bay State Games of Massachusetts, which is oh. the Bay State. And um, the summer games are bigger, but the Winter Olympic or the Winter Empire State Games they've been around for a while, and they're held in and around Lake Placid, mm-hmm. Saranac Lake, Tupper Lake area. Um, uh, they're coming up, I think, in February. Um, but the here, FISU, FISU, these are rare. Um, I think Lake Placid hosted it in 1972, mm-hmm. um, and then they're they're moved around the world. Um, and I, I got to be honest with you. If I hadn't known, if Lake Placid wasn't hosting these games, I probably wouldn't have heard of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't have known. But it is, it is a big deal. It's a big competition, and it served as a great opportunity for Lake Placid to get major upgrades for all their facilities, which they did. And bravo to them. Bravo to New York State for doing that. A lot of these Olympic venues are, they're 40 plus years old now. Um, Orta's done a great job running them and maintaining them, but, you know, something gets that old, it needs some major um, overhauls. And they put millions upon millions of dollars into that uh, town, in that village, and those venues. And from uh, all accounts, it's looking wonderful and they're ready to go. Um the only negatives I've, I've, I've heard from these games so far is, well, we've had a warm winter. Uh, I'm sure organizers would love to have a lot more snow and cold temperatures. Hey, it was cold today. <laughs> it, it was, which helps, and it snowed. Yes. Um, but, but no, it hasn't been a very snowy um, winter for us so far. Yeah. And you can't control that. No. Um, you know, that's out of their control. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to do the best they can with making snow and, and prepping the venues, which they have a lot of experience at, so I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, and the, the crowds, the ticket sales are down, from what I'm hearing. Um, I don't know how you market this. And, I mean, obviously, 
the athletes and their families and friends are interested. They'll want to go. Mm-hmm. But are you going to travel from Germany to go watch your nephews play uh, curling <laughs> in, in the FIS? <laughs> yeah, they might. They might. But hopefully, you know, as the games, like I said, they just started yesterday officially. Hopefully, interest will pick up and they'll get some more people at these at these events. Well, yeah, and, you know, money is tight for everybody. And, you know, um, though from what you said, you know, the prices aren't extravagant, but still, you know, when you're thinking of spending money. Um, but, yeah, hopefully interest will pick up um, as more people hear about it and they want to turn into, well, you said, especially the hockey game seems to be the, one of the most anticipated, yeah, one, which is understandable. <laughs> the the preliminary hockey is being held in the uh, Canton Potsdam area at Clarkson, SUNY Potsdam, and SUNY Canton. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final semifinals and finals, I think, are at the Olympic Center in Lake Placid. Um, I might go check that out. And I, actually, my wife and I were thinking of going over to Placid tomorrow, Saturday. Oh, there we go. And just walking around, seeing what's going mm-hmm. on. Uh, yeah, the Faisu Village. Yeah, well, they have Main Street blocked off to mm-hmm. car traffic, so you can walk around the street, and uh, I guess they have some bands, they have music, they have uh, a lot of entertainment going on. Mm. I'm sure it'll be a great party. Um, so maybe. Well, that's one of my things, is that even with the World Cup, learning, you know, um, reading our coverage of that, is that, yeah, the, the fans are just as much part of it as, you know... Um, the, Absolutely. The atmosphere. Athletes. Mm-hmm. That's why a nice, some chilly temperatures and some nice snowflakes would be great. Yes. It would really help the, uh, the atmosphere. But as you said, is that, you know, yeah, um, the investments in the facilities up there, I mean, you know, speaking from an, you know, editorial standpoint, is that sometimes hearing the press releases of the past few years about, yeah, how much money the state has invested in those is it's great, but it's... They put a lot of money into making sure those that are upkept, and that's wonderful. You know, um, again, when I see the press releases, millions of dollars absolutely going toward those. It's like, wow, they've really done well by those. You know, keeping them maintained. Yeah, and and these venues will be in shape to host many other big events um, in the coming years. And it's almost as if, and I've heard people talk about this, is like it's a dry run for. Hey, can we do another Olympics here? Mm-hmm. Someday, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, a joint Olympics. A joint bid with mm-hmm. Montreal, say, or something like that. But, um, um, it's funny, reading um, and look back um, for the past couple weeks, maybe a couple months, um, they've been talking about, obviously it's uh, 1972-73 back in um, 50 years ago, and they're talking about the bid for um, the 80 Olympics and of how back then it seemed like such a... It wasn't as much of a possibility as you would think they were. Yeah, we're going to get it. It's like, no, we might get it. Let's put in some bids and let's talk. And so it's a big process to apply for the Olympics. It is. It is. And it's become so big and so mm-hmm. monetized um, It's and commercial. Um, it's kind of, that can be kind of a turnoff to some. Well, it's fun. I mean, um, look back, I guess I should say, is that the tone of it is fun because, like, back then, they didn't know. And so the whole thing back then is they're like, will we, won't we? And you just want to look back in time and say, yeah, you will. It's got to be awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like you just want to tell the managers and all the people that are pushing for it that keep on going. You know, you're going to get it in, like, eight years, and it'll be 
some of the best games ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, nothing is impossible. No. Um, so who knows? And now, like you say, we have upgraded venues. Yes. So no other place in the world has these venues. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake City maybe has some, but they're getting older. Mm-hmm. And then a couple places in Europe uh, maybe, but mm-hmm. that's about it. There's not many. No, well, that's the thing is that, you know, of course, the S's common knowledge goes is that a lot of places build huge stadiums and everything for the Olympics, and then after the games are done, they just left the rod. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's nice to see that, you know, um, that New York saw a potential, at least. Yeah, Orta's, the creation of Orta and the existence of Orta has been a, a, a wonderful blessing for the state. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've done a great job. can't say enough for that what it's done for the region. But here's my question, Ben Rowe. Of course, Uh-oh. the FISU World University Games get you thinking about the Olympics. Yes. Now, we have the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics. Why don't we have the Spring Olympics and the Fall Olympics? That's a good question. In the spring, I mean, you could do, like, maybe an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> uh, in the fall, you could have biggest pumpkin growing contests. That's true. Think That's about true. it. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure the uh, the big Olympic committee, if they could find a way to do that, they would. <laughs> Spring and fall Olympics. Yes. Well, now you're giving me thinking. Is off the top of your head. When are the next Olympics? Uh, the next Winter Olympics will be 2026, and the Summer Olympics will be 2024. Mm-hmm. As I think, yeah, they're trying to stick to the, despite the COVID yeah. bump, they're still trying to stick to the same schedule. Yeah. So, How as they sneak up on me once in a while, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Olympics here again. <laughs> How would you train for an Easter egg hunt? Oh, if you actually, if, well, this will. <laughs> This will get us into something else, but it's the fact that if you were to have a TV show of adults running around aggressively Easter hunting, I would totally watch that. <laughs> See? <laughs> if you were to hide, like, a lot of money in Easter eggs and just send a bunch of, you know, 30 grown men and women out there and say, all right, find it. And you, you can do whatever. You can shove. You can what, tackle. Like the Hunger can... Games? <laughs> yes. I would, I would watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, you never know. I was just asking, yeah. Winter and summer. Fall. Well, and that gives us an excellent segue, the fact that we have a, speaking of athletes, we have a interesting athlete locally that's going to make his television debut soon, um, oh. Mr. Andrew Provost. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's that he's going to be on um, the Dana White's hit. Power Slap. Yes, Power Slap. Is that we got a story about that in the paper today, and <laughs> it's, <laughs> is the... I guess the premise of the show is, you know, and I've seen videos on TikTok and that kind of thing, is that you have two competitors standing across from each other, and you're allowed to take a smack at the other person across the face, and if they stay on their feet, and they're allowed to take a smack at you, and is that... <laughs> As I was talking to a reporter, Carly Newton... As I read more about it and the enthusiasm of, again, our local competitor, i got to watch it now. <laughs> People getting slapped in the face. <laughs> Willingly. <laughs> oh, my. Well, do you remember that? What was that? Not Ninja Warrior. I, I do like Ninja Warrior. Um, there's some show. Well, heck, Joe, you grew up in the days of American Gladiators where you had, you know, the Kinda. guys running around and beating each other with sticks and running the <laughs> obstacle course and... I love goofy game shows like that. There's one 
what was it? A couple of like a decade ago where they had people running along an obstacle course and you had like giant foam like things bumping them and they had to climb over yes. stuff and yeah, so it's the, yeah, the, you know, get me on that show. <laughs> That's okay. But this is just like uh, it's like really you're gonna stand there and smack each other in the face? It it stretches the definition of sport. <laughs> but it's automatic concussion protocol <laughs> yes, yes yes and but again you know i mean reading today is that well is that again that um our local competitor mr provost says you know this is a chance for him to, he's a local athlete and this is a chance for him to have a big audience absolutely and you know what that made me think of when you look online you look like tom hanks or matthew mcconaughey or something like that they all started out doing goofy things like commercials and like, you know, holding up Pepsi Cola cans and you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And then this this guy's into it, so good for him. Yes. I hope the, he does well. Yes, uh, absolutely. That would be that would be cool actually kinda see the winner come from here. Yes, yes. Well heck, you know, I come from the home of Sophie Clark, so That's absolutely the, survivor yes. champion. Yes. How do you train for this? How do you train for power slide? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Well, the the official answer is as it says in the story. You know, this guy, he's no slouch. You know, he does train in jiu-jitsu gyms and that kind yes. of thing. So I think he can take slap a lot better than you like. Oh, God bless him. That's but, good. you know, if, I, if you were to ask me how would I train for it, you know, stand in front of the mirror, lift your fists. Slap across the face. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I don't think that would quite work out. Yes, but, but anyways. Um, uh, speaking of uh, fun things, on a little bit of a sad note. Oh, we go from speaking of fun things to a little bit of a sad note. But the overall topic is a good one that we like. Um, we were informed that the 2023 Michigan Festival will be delayed a year. So, due to some um, scheduling and organizing um, conflicts, it's going to be pushed back to 2024. But they'll still have Michigan Month and all that goes with it. Now, I forget, in the discussions of Michigan Fest, was a Michigan, I believe it was a Michigan eating contest I've discussed? Probably would mm -hmm. be part of As it. I would definitely watch that. Here's my take, and mm -hmm. I was telling Carly this. Um, all Michigans... They should mm -hmm. make a rule. All Michigans should be at least a foot long. Because the Michigans now, I go I go get a Michigan, they're so three bites and they're gone. I want more. Sorry. Well, they have, what do they call the um, the red Michigans? Um, the Glaziers? Yes. Is that those, you know. Is they're the, not um, a foot long. They're a little longer, <laughs> but. <laughs> okay, so now they're too long for <laughs> you. No, where's, I want a foot long Michigan. I want a, I want a meal. <laughs> the the big Michigan. What do you what do you what do you market that as? <laughs> Not just the Michigan, but the the Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do agree. Is that yes? That you want a full meal? Yes, and you you know uh, I suppose you could eat three of them instead. But, but like I said. I eat in Michigan three bites and it's gone. I, and the other thing is, I think all Michigan places that sell them should have one day a week where, maybe not the whole day, but for a few hours, dollar Michigans. 
in, back in Look Back Again, they used to have things called Dollar Days, where I think they had a lot of um, sales downtown. And this was back in like the 1920s. So they could bring that back from Michigan. Dollar Michigan. They dollar would days. sell a ton of them. And they yes. would make money, too. I think that's a good marketing uh so, Joe, Boy. you want them to make their food bigger and charge less. less. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Interesting marketing right there. But <laughs> I do agree, yes. Um, well, with so many Michigan places in the area, they got to diversify somehow and have something that makes them stand out. So, there yeah. you go. <laughs> so, anyways, we hope Michigan Festival can get back on track and, yes. and happen um, 2024, I guess. I will say, though, yes, that now I look forward to Michigan Month, hearing about it yes, every year. Yes, it's cool. Although, um, and also especially the um, the announcement with the giant Michigan person. Yep, and the <laughs> contest for the t-shirt. Yes. Um, they have the passports, which yes. seem to be popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can get their t-shirts. So I think it's going to get some traction, continue to get traction. And yes. Kudos to Michael Cashman, Town of Plattsburgh supervisor, for coming up with that idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, and, you know, to the credit of the organizers, they want it to be all good to go and all big and all ready. So I can appreciate taking a little bit of time to, to cook up this Michigan Fest. Yes, <laughs> it would be good. Um, the other item we talked about briefly was um, this summer, July 1st, will be the 35th anniversary of the Champlain Center Mall. Um, hard to believe we've had that mall for 35 years. And when you look at the state of malls around the rest of the state and the country even, I guess we could say ours is not too bad. No. Um, they've lost some stores. Um, there are some vacancies. But overall, it's still kind of a draw. And uh, they got some things going on now. I guess there's some new businesses coming in that they've talked about. And they've lost some old ones. Um well, we all know about Best Buy leaving. Mm. Um, and Zales, the jewelry store, that I th- they might have been an original tenant. Oh, they were there a long time. That's true, actually. Yeah, you're right. Um, they're gone. But the mall is still, I guess, a big presence in our community. It is. And <laughs> it's funny. It's the fact that um, I went, I mean... You know, I went a couple times last year for different things that you can only really get them all. Um, I remember, I think I went one time to buy some new shoes or that kind of thing. They still have a lot of good shoe stores. Yes. Um, and I was just walking around, and it's just the fact that there's such still such a nostalgic factor, you know, is that honestly, yes, you can buy anything from Amazon and sit at home on your couch and wait for it to come to your doorstep. But there's something about window shopping that's a lost art of just wandering around with no intention, looking at all the stuff in the mall. And, <laughs> and, and, and honestly, there's there's a lot of people watching, too. Yes. That's a big part of it. Absolutely. Um, I remember when, back in the day, when the mall was being built and other mm-hmm. malls were popping up everywhere, they, it was, they were hailed as the New Village Greens, the mm-hmm. vi- New Village Squares, where the community came together. And meat. And it kind of is, although a lot of nonsense goes on there, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of a village square. A little bit of nonsense. (laughs) I I guess. Um, But I remember when Pyramid uh, built that and opened it, they had the mall. It was the original Champlain's, or it wasn't, it was called the Pyramid Mall. Mm -hmm. And it was across the street where Lowe's is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a whole mall uh, into it, on it to itself. Yes. 
So they built the Champlain Center on uh, Smithfield, what is now Smithfield Boulevard. Mm-hmm. There was nothing there. It was just a big field. I was going to ask you, what used to be there? It was just an empty field. That's uh, crazy. And, and same thing with Consumer Square, Walmart. That, that was just an empty field. Mm-hmm. And they built these huge developments. Um, and when the Champlain Center opened, a week or so before the grand opening, they had a private opening for media businesses yeah and it was a big deal it was a formal affair you had to get dressed up Mm -hmm. and boy they went all out they had lobster shrimp (laughs) caviar (laughs) caviar yeah and it was like a wow what a a party (laughs) <laughs> and it was beautiful. And they, you know, the mall was beautiful. I was like, wow, they had these uh, lights and the open lighting, and then they had the gizmo thing and everything. Yes. Um, it was a really big deal. And we covered the heck out of it mm-hmm. on, on opening day. I think the entire staff went up there. Oh, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. the, the governor wasn't here. Might have been lieutenant governor at the time. Jeez. But they had a lot of big wigs. <laughs> it was a big, big deal. But that's 35 years of the mall coming up. Yes. No, again, you know, it's it's my mall. You know, I grew up with it. And it's the, um, even though tastes have changed again, you know, I have lots of good memories. You know, when, when my mom used to do um, errands up and down, um, you know, again, I grew up in Wilsborough, so we'd drive all the way up here. And um, she would Big deal me. to go to the mall. It was. She would <laughs> drop me up at the mall and say, have fun, you know, here's a couple bucks, and you'd wander around. And <laughs> yeah. It looks nice. There's a movie theater there. There's an arcade. There's a candy store. Yes. Um, you got everything you need right there. No, but, yeah. And I guess if you look at the, the anchors, JCPenney's is still there. Mm-hmm. Dick's is still there. Mm-hmm. We don't have Sears anymore. We lost Best Buy. But Kohl's is there. Mm-hmm. Hobby Lobby. Um, what is that? Um, Mountain. Or not Gator Mountain. No, no they're Gator. gone. Yes. Um, Target, of course. Target? Yes. Of course, is mm-hmm. the big one there. Um, but unfortunately, the food court only has, I think, only two spots. Yes. The food court could, yes, use a... Use a little regeneration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, well, you know, is that what I think is that, um, have you ever heard of the movie Mall Rats? It was a 90s movie. Um, it was basically about Paul Blart. Teen- no, <laughs> that was made decades later. But it was basically about teenagers that hung out at the mall all the time. And again, this was like mid 90s. Okay. And is that that's a culture that I didn't grow up in. Is that, you know, I was our, I was, what, you know, probably like four when it came out. And again, I'm growing up at the time where malls are different. But back from what my mom told me, you know, <laughs> this is going to make her sound older. But back in the day, that was the hit place to be was the mall for teenagers. Oh, yeah. And you went and you oh, met yeah. up at the mall and you hung out at the mall and, you know, you would go to the record store and, or, you know, and whatever and hang out there. And it's the, all the places that basically the internet are now used to be the mall is the social place. Absolutely. And it's just funny for me to think is that, again, that I didn't really grow up in a time where you, hey, let's go hang out at the mall, you know. <laughs> Do you remember Borders? Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> that was a great place. You could it hang was. out there. They had a coffee shop. The Borders used to be Toys R Us. That's yes. what I remember. <laughs> yes. It was great. But I remember is that, and I do think there's still a bit of that, but again, the internet has changed a lot of it, is that I remember um, 
Well, two things. One is that, as you mentioned one time, um, Borders used to have midnight um, uh, midnight events for Mid- book releases. Releases, For, like, yes. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yes. Yes, and, like, that place would be packed it was, at midnight. It was huge. It was. <laughs> yes. And the same thing with, like, um, GameStop, or what used to be Electronic Boutique, um, for video games. They would have midnight releases, and everyone would line up and get their first copy of, like, Halo or something like that, Call of Duty at, like, midnight. Yeah. And I remember is that at Borders, they had, back when Pokemon was huge, back in the late 90s, they would have um, Pokemon tournaments and that kind of thing. And you would go there, that's where I like learned how to play the Pokemon card game. Right. And it's like, malls used to be known for hosting events, like, you know, um, community events. The and Village like Green. Pageants yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. And the mall still does that to a degree, but it's that, again, I think the internet has changed a lot of that. But it's, um, and... Unfortunately, with COVID, is that the mall can't be quite as much of a, um, a greeting place as it used to be. But um, I guess that's all to say is that, yeah, there's still a lot of potential in the mall, I think. Yeah, well, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see as we come up on this summer, the 35th anniversary, um, what, what changes are happening up there and, and how they're going to celebrate it and yes. uh, go forward for the next 35 years. Well, my only other question is that what was Joe's Mall? Like Little Joe's Mall back in... Uh, growing up in Rochester, we had Greece Town Mall, which was <laughs> uh, town of Greece. Um, it was a really big mall. It was about 15, 20 minutes from my house. And then um, there was another one in um, Pittsburgh, south of us. Uh, can't remember the name of that one. And then there was um, a new mall in the 80s was built in my hometown, the Irondequoit Mall. Um, that didn't last long, and it went downhill fast. Interesting. Um, yeah. It was a nice mall. It was a good mall. But... Um, the factors it, just didn't... They had a lot of crime. Uh, uh, and, that's not good. Yeah. And there was crime at the other, at Greasetown Mall as well. Um, Is that... Uh, that was the shenanigans you were talking about? <laughs> With the uh, with the public square of you guys. Oh yeah, well yeah yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> there is some of that. Um, and I'm trying to think. Uh, Eastview Eastview Mall was the big mall south of Rochester. Mm-hmm. It's still there. But uh, no, like I said, it's that you know that um, I know. Again, this week we were talking about the mall a bit and thought we were bringing up the podcast, but is that. Genuinely, you know, as somebody who's not even of the mall generation, is that I have a lot of fond memories of, yeah, hanging out at the Champlain Center Mall. And again, um, with the the gizmo, as you were saying, the big um, tower with the balls and that kind of thing. Stood the test of time. It has. People still still look at it. Yes, it's amazing. (laughs) It is. And as I was um, thinking is that if you look at it, again, it's all, you know, uh, what's the... It's all physics. It's all perpetual motion. There's no electronic parts right, of it. Right, right. It's just all, you know... It should go forever. Yes. <laughs> Which is awesome. So. Yeah, it is pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, I was in the mall recently, and that was the first time since, I think, before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Well, that's part of the whole conversation about this, is that, again, for any malls, any shopping centers, COVID was hard. Um, yes, you know, I went there last October for um, Halloween costume shopping at, um, what's the place called? Um, what's the Halloween store? Spirit Halloween. Spirit Halloween. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which, number one, <laughs> that was my first time ever going in a Spirit Halloween store, and that was cool. It was like walking to Disneyland. <laughs> 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 like, there were so many costumes all over the place. 
But then is that also just the idea of going to the mall and that Spirit Halloween, the day I went, was packed. Um, is that, again, yeah, it's like, whoa, yeah, this is what being in the mall felt like with all these people here. <laughs> well, you know, in the heyday, Christmas shopping season oh, yeah. was a madhouse. Yes. You couldn't move in there. Shoulder to shoulder. Yes. <laughs> it was crazy. Yes. So, so I don't yeah. know if we'll ever get back to those days, but we'll see. Yeah, so yeah, this year on the 35th anniversary, you know, take some time to remember some fond mall memories. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, other than that, my friend, um, I think uh, we've had uh, most of the topics used up. Um, we are in the middle of winter, although it has been pretty mild, um, like you say. That reminds me, i got to get my snow tires put on still. Jeez, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Yes. I Last mean, year, I procrastinated so much, I never put them on. We talk about our winter, you know. Look over in everywhere else, <laughs> you know, Buffalo and everywhere else. Ugh. So we've been lucky this winter. Tonight. So far. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I will do that. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Yes. That's another reminder, dear listeners. Get your snow tires put on. <laughs> yes. Yes. And take, take care of your, your winter driving. Yes. Well, yes. As we haven't even had that much time to practice winter driving yet <laughs> this year. No. Well, you know, February 2nd is Groundhog Day. Mm. So that's a couple weeks away. And then he usually sees his shadow, so that means six more weeks of winter. So we probably got close to ten weeks of winter left. We do. And I remember, what year was it? We had a massive Valentine's Day um, storm. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, there's still a possibility. So I'm going to do that. Yes. Um, if if nothing else, it'll save some wear and tear on my regular tires. That too. Yes. <laughs> Actually, you're right. It's that... You know, giving your regular tires a break for a couple of weeks isn't a bad thing. So. Nope. nope. But in the meantime... And knowing me, I'll probably leave my snow tires on until July 1st. <laughs> well, there is that. The, the police might have something to say about that. But <laughs> well, anyways. Meantime, yes. Where can they find us, Joe? Um, that's the question I ask you. <laughs> Spotify is one, right? Our website. Yeah. Go to our website if you want to hear the Press Pass podcast. Um Love to have you listen, give us a listen and some feedback. And where else? Um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud? Yes. Spotify? I don't, think, I don't think Joe's heard of SoundCloud besides for this podcast. <laughs> sure I have. SoundCloud is the hip place to get it. So. But you can all see us, PressPublican.com, Apple Podcasts, all your favorite podcast channels. Absolutely. So we're off and running 2023, our first podcast of the year, 80th overall. Ben. Yes. I'm glad to do this with you. Uh, hopefully we can be a little more regular this year. <laughs> I am now declaring the road to 100. Yes, we'll get there. Definitely. Yes. We'll have a big celebration. Yes, I agree. Um, in the meantime, uh, thanks uh, everybody for listening to the Press Pass podcast, the product of the Press Republican newspaper in Plattsburgh, New York. Um, ben Rowe has been joining me, Joel Latemplio, the Editor-in-Chief. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And until then, we wish everybody a little weak side help.